Hello and welcome to the Volunteer Firefighter Podcast, where we listen into a group of rural firefighters as they give their opinions on the challenges they face both on and off the fireground. We release a new episode every week, so please hit that subscribe button, leave us a rating, and share this with your fire family and friends. Now on to this week's episode, where as always, we ask the question, are you DTFF? Hello and welcome to the Volunteer Firefighter Podcast. My name is Carl and tonight I am joined by two members of my firefighting family. I have Scott. Hey there. And I have Ash. Hello. We do not have Todd. Todd got caught up on, what, what was it? An MVI and a car four. A car four. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He said car four. I think he meant car fire. <laughs> no, I don't know if it's the same. It was MVI and a car fire. Mm-hmm. Did the MVI turn into a car? It's a good question. Mm-hmm. If only Todd was there to tell us. Maybe next right. week. Mm. Time, time will tell or timeless will tell. Timeless will tell. Yeah. Uh, but we do have some news to start. Ash? Yeah, we do. Um, some unfortunate news from our uh, our extended area. So, uh, when was this released? So, October 17th was when it was published. It doesn't quite say the time. But uh, firefighter Carl Featherstone with the Lake Country Fire Department's passed away. Um, says here the 47-year-old suffered a cardiac medical emergency at his home in the early hours of last, last Sunday. So a week prior. Um, the story here tells about a long, a long term of service. Um, he got uh, mul- multiple awards within his, his fire station. Uh, has a photo here. Of Carl, and he is uh, looks to be a very, very in shape young man still, like forty-seven years old. That is a young man still. So, thanks for saying that. Hey, thanks for saying that. Yeah, pretty close to that. Yeah, right. I'm not actually that close. Yeah, a few years away. Yeah, you still have a few, a few left. But uh, yeah, so our uh, thoughts and prayers go out to to the uh, Featherstone family and the Lake Country Fire uh, family as uh, as well. Yeah. Yeah. Hope for some healing coming up, and um, yeah, it's gonna be tough times on both uh, families. There, it's really sad. So, forty-seven, stupid young. Yeah, and to have yeah. a, like to have a medical emergency of a cardiac arrest at forty-seven. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, that's terrifying. It is. Yeah, he but was actually on the. It, it went on to read there. He was on the Christie Mountain Fire as well as we were. Oh, so he uh, could have been. Fighting right alongside us there. Yeah. While we were up on that big mountain park fire that we had this past summer. Yeah. Like you said, man, thoughts and prayers go out to the, mm-hmm. the family and friends, both sides, and yeah, that's a real shitty deal. Yeah, we don't like those kind of news stories, but when it's so, so close to home, definitely want to share. Absolutely. Uh, tonight, we're actually going to be getting into the training scenarios, which we ran last week, uh, or this week, sorry, on Thursday. Last two um, weeks. And last two, last two weeks. weeks. Carl wasn't here for one. Yeah, <laughs> it's true. So this is all new. <laughs> one of them is. Uh, so we're going to be going over that. So uh, let's start with, I think, let's start with Scott, and then we'll go into sure. the... Yeah, uh, the is a little It's a little bigger, yeah. yeah. So Scott. It, yeah, they're not really scenarios, I guess. They're, they're mm-hmm. drills. Mine was more yeah. of a drill. Yours was more of a, ha- a happy, happy, yeah, yeah happy, happy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, um, and it was actually funny because this is one of those times when, uh, uh, like, a last minute thought turned into actually two pretty good practices. And even from hearing from the guys, it turned into 
some pretty good practices. Mm-hmm. I loved it. Yeah, because uh, yeah, it was because uh, we were away hunting, and then yeah. uh, I was away training in my other work, and and then uh, Rob texted like Wednesday. Wednesday. <laughs> hey, what are we doing for practice? Which is Thursday. <laughs> and I went, oh, let me think about it. <laughs> so I went down to the training ground, and I stood in the middle of the training ground looking around, going, hmm, I want to do the live burn because we have, it's it's cold enough now and. No chance of a grass fire and we're allowed to burn. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, okay, we're going to do a live burn. So that's, that's a given. And I'm like, all right, what are we done? I didn't want to do anything just like regular that we usually do. And So then I started thinking about, we had brought up once on the podcast about stress, ino- well, we, we bring up a lot, the stress inoculation. And how I'd like to just get the guys back in the burn building again and just kind of chill out. Well, you don't really chill out in the burn building, but just hang, kind of hang out in the burn building. Just warm out. <laughs> warm out, yeah. Mm-hmm. So that was my... First thought, so the bail, uh, so um, I looked at our main burn building, our bigger one, our first one, I guess. And uh, so I wanted the guys to get some live fire stress inoculation, but I wanted them to also do a few skills. So um, what I came up with for mine, and then uh, we'll talk about Ashes in a few minutes. Um, so uh, we did a quick attack. So we do like we did a quick fire attack. Um, the guy stationed uh, parked at the door. I uh, did everything like we normally do, have a door control person, checking the door for heat, doing all that stuff, um, have a nozzle, uh, backup, and then actually even threw an officer in. And the first week it was, wasn't an, it wasn't a regular officer, it was just like uh, anyone that was, you know, anyone that wanted to try. Because um, there, there wasn't a lot to being an officer for this drill, but I just wanted that, that extra body in there. Um, so what they did is they they pushed in from the door, Made a couple pushes through different uh, various, like through our what we call the bedroom, um, checking the doors the whole way, and then no fan, so we didn't do ventilation. We just they pushed in. When they got to the fire room, which was in our rollover chamber, they, the, I was kind of wanting them to think for their own. So if they did a, if the smoke was really banking low, I wanted them to use hydraulic ventilation. If the, so to to be able to see again. If the fire was taking over and the smoke was cl- clearer, I wanted them to hit the fire first because then we all know what happens when you hit the fire, it darkens down, and then now uh, you get steam and smoke coming your way. And then they're going to hydraulically vent. So it was really up to them for that side of the fence. So what I got them to do is they'd push in um, you know, pretty quick, get to the point where they have to make the decision if they're going to do hydraulic ventilation or if they're going to hit the fire. So, um, you know, guys are, the, the hydraulic ventilation, the guys are banging it off, like, no problem. Um, looked great. We got some good video of it. Um, cleared the room right up, and then they hit the fire. And then what I wanted them to do is actually, we, we had a, a tech in there, or one of our other instructors working with them, and they just said, okay, don't spray more water, move up close to the fire, and just sit there and let it kind of cook over your head. So rollover's happening, the guys are just kind of sitting there, because I wanted them to get used to that fire again. And then kind of the twist we threw in on this whole thing was now we're going to do an evacuation. So um, I wanted them to realize that they don't have to go down and crawl down the hose line to get out because they knew from doing that ventilation there was a window right there. So I want them to realize that if the evacuation order sounds and maybe their exit's blocked, they can just exit out the window, which we they know that. I just wanted to remind them and actually do it in a live fire where the fire's rolling over them. So, uh, yeah, we... I, after a little while of them being in the fire, getting hot again, I walk over there, or somebody walk over the truck, three air horn blasts, 
and then guys would bail out first floor window. So they do uh, bail out. Um, we did two options. We either bailed out um, just using like landing on their feet, or they, we actually put the new six foot ladder up so they could practice that bailout of the ladder, and also it, would, it also gives them another rep for if it's a second story. Mm -hmm. So yeah, it went really well. Um, we had uh, so then what happened is when the extra guys that were not in on the attack, they would be outside acting as like the writ team and just catching, catching the guys as they come out, helping them out, and then counting as they come out so we knew accountability was there. And then basically, as soon as they landed, as soon as all three guys came out, um, they'd go back around, they'd quickly switch roles, and head back in again right away. So it was like a little carnival ride. They'd just be rolling back and just be going in circles. So ours was actually very quick, because um, the first night I had like 15 guys with me, I think. Mm -hmm. And we, or maybe 12, and we just rolled, like, we rolled fast. Like, we were just boom, 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 hucking pallets on the fire, getting the fire hot, just rolling through. So everybody probably got to do a bailout, like, four or five times, and everybody got to attack the fire, and everybody, yeah, it was just fast. Nice. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. So guys seemed to really like that, because it was fast, quick practice, but with lots of skills for them to do. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Did you, were there any big takeaways, anything that you noticed that maybe... Um, not necessarily that needed to be worked on, like that definitely yeah. as well, but maybe just some other things that maybe we need to look at for uh, potential tactics on the way through, or uh, not really. I mean, it was quite tight because yeah, again, like some of the comments that we got back from ours mm. were just the fact of, hey, it was really nice to get back into a live burn building. Yeah. The first, like, not the, the first rotation wasn't too bad. It was just shaking the cobwebs off of being yeah. inside those those buildings with actual heat and fire yeah, for a, yeah. for first time through. Yeah, there, there was a couple of reminders that I was making just um, that I noticed. Um, some guy, like the guy, the door control guy, what he was doing, he was opening the door and then looking in. And I was like, hey, don't look in. Just open the door and let the guy with the hose, who's positioned correctly, he's the one that looks in. And you, all your job is, is to open the door slowly and then call the fire. And then, then you're, the hose guy calls the fire. The nozzle man mm -hmm. calls the fire. Um, what else? Um, and the evacuations were good. Uh, first rotation, some guys didn't grab radios, so there was that. Um, but, again, we know the radio. Like, even when we were calling over the radios, Guys could barely hear back and forth, um, but the air horn blast uh, that got them reminded. Oh yeah, there's a, there's the ability to, uh, or th they can hear the air horn, so they know to, they know to evac. Yeah, we can hear the air horn. You can hear yeah. the air horn. Yeah. I think the neighbors can hear the air horn. I was a little worried about that. Making um, the kids. But it, yeah, it was good because they, there was no panic. Everyone was talking. Um, there was none of the, there was no like there was urgency, but no. Panicky, like I gotta get out right away. Yep. Everyone was nice and smooth, even our brand new guys. Um, it was actually funny. One of the one of the new guys, Glenn, because um, we I hadn't we hadn't taught him ladder bailout, and we're on the ground floor. So I'm like, okay, it was, and I'm thinking, okay, first time he bails out, we'll give him some pointers. So you know, they reach three, hook two. That's what we usually go for. So reach nice and far on the ladder rung, th three down, um, hook two, and then spin. Um, so he comes out and it's kind of a, a little bit of a yard sale. <laughs> so he's like, oh, I said, we'll do it again. He's like, well, do you want me to do it in the next attack? I'm like, no, literally, go back in and do it again. And he's like, okay, do I need a hose? I'm like, no. <laughs> I'm like, just, no, I'm like, don't treat this as a fire attack. Just treat this as you're inside the building. I'm like, I can see the whole fire. Like, I said, the window is open at this point, so I can see what the fire is doing. I can see it's fairly safe. I mean, there's always fire, so it's not never 100% safe. Mm -hmm. So he, he just kind of quickly walked back in, came back through, dove back out. I'm like, do it again. So he did it, like, three times, and then we reset the whole scenario. 
and then he did it again, and it was just fine. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. yeah, he was pretty pumped on that for sure. Yeah. Uh, I had a pretty good chat with him on Friday. Um, he works for me uh, during the day. Uh, and yeah, he was, uh, he's like, man, those were two awesome practices. Uh, says coming out, he says the first ladder bailout was, like you say, was a bit of a, a bit of a wash. Um, he actually kind of like buttered up his thumb a bit. Yeah, no, um, Grant and, Grant and, um, Mike corrected him mm-hmm. on uh, thumbless grip. Yeah, yeah. So he's like, yeah, it was a bit of a challenge. This is once I got my, my head wrapped around that mint. Yeah. So. Yeah, from somebody that has never seen it yeah. to three, four rotations later, nailing it. Yeah. It's really cool. And then, well, I said, you know, when we will start going second floor again, uh, once we, like we obviously hook up a line so guys don't just go flying out the window. Yeah. Because that's happened. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we've never lost it. Like, guys, we always have the line hooked up on the second floor. Mm-hmm. Um, the other thing, uh, I think another good takeaway was uh, we always use a gun sight that... You know, the nozzle man, nozzle operator is using the nozzle for hydraulic ventilation, and the other guy pops up and does the gun sight for him over the shoulder with the thermal camera, which I think we have a video of. We absolutely mm-hmm. do. If you're interested in what we're talking about, there's a video on both the Facebook and YouTube for the tick gun sight. Yeah, so not only, uh, actually Grant brought it up, he's like, yeah, not only do you use it for hydraulic ventilation, but because um, the first few burns we did, the pallets we had were, I don't know if they had extra, they were like, extra paint or something in them mm-hmm. but it was like dark dark smoke coming out of the thing I'm like ooh so that next uh, so Grant said well, why don't you guys use the gun sight to fight the fire too and it was like kind of one of those uh, light bulb things like oh yeah I guess we don't just use it for hydraulic ventilation we actually can turn it because <laughs> that's what it's for <laughs> fighting the yeah, fire yeah. so you know they did the same thing they gun sighted over and then the guys found the fire um, and hit it, hit it with the nozzle nice yeah. hmm. so that's pretty good um I don't think that was, that was pretty much all the takeaways. It's um, nice that the little ladders getting a little, you know, a little loving mm-hmm. as well, getting into some rotations. And, yeah, I mean, it's great for definitely simulating that second level without having a second level. Mm-hmm. You know, we've talked a few times about some of the different things using it for and for a training op yeah. for that kind of thing. Perfect. Yeah. And talking to some of the guys, they actually, some of them preferred bailing out without the ladder on a ground floor. They mm-hmm. found the ladder a little bit more challenging. No. But they could also see the point, like, Okay, this is a perfect ground floor. This is like the perfect height where you can land on your feet. But if, you know, it's that extra couple of feet, yeah, um, it might not be so easy. So the ladder would definitely help. I think that six-foot ladder was a little shallow. Yeah, it was pretty shallow, right? Ladder, so, like on the angle. Um, yeah. Because I think those windows are probably cut at like five feet. What do you think? How high up are they? Yeah, because I can look in. Yeah. I'm six foot. So, yeah, maybe less, a little less than five feet. Yeah, four and a half maybe. Yeah. yeah so, yeah. So, of course, bailing out without the ladder is easier. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, side note: We actually found a. Um, we were talking. I was talking to Dennis about the ladder because we've been trying to find a place to put it on the truck, mm. and we're actually thinking of uh, making a little um, a cubby. What is it like a couple? Yeah, just like, like a, a slider. Yeah, like a slider. Like so we're gonna slide. slide it underneath the tailboard. Oh, that's mm-hmm. a good idea. Yeah. yeah, a quick little latch system slide it underneath the tailboard. Yeah, we have to latch it so it doesn't go flat off down the highway. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Or not, whatever. Yes. <laughs> do what you want, huh? <laughs> you get a ladder. You get a ladder. <laughs> Just creating MBIs behind us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Cool. Yeah, so that was our our little, um, it's not a scenario, I guess it was like a drill. Mm-hmm. It was just fast and quick. And, but it had a whole lot of stuff to it. Like, you know, it had the fire attack, um, just basic fire attack, had uh, good hydraulic ventilation, Stress inoculation through fire. 
um, guys were getting all heated in there. They were, and, I, and even like uh, I was rolling some of the tech through. So I was like, not only the instructors, I'm like, you know, I asked Brad, I'm like, hey, you want to tech? He was like, yeah, man, it's awesome because every chance you get to be in that much heat yeah. is good for you. It's great. I mean, it's not good for your body, but it's good for you. <laughs> good for the mental state. Yeah, absolutely. You know, people yeah. don't. I mean, it's just you're just getting used to that dealing with fire and being around it all the time. So yeah, yeah. So that was ours. Yeah. I'm actually curious to hear, hear ashes because I hadn't. I know what the concept is, but I I think I don't know. I yeah. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah, ash. Yeah. So we uh, took a, a bit of a different approach. Um, we kind of did a, a hybrid, um, like drill and scenario um we had a really good chat before we got started uh we explained the building we explained what we were looking for uh which was going to be we have a, a single a single story building uh we pulled up on the alpha side there's a door right on the front um we said there was going to be a patient inside at some location um we don't care what sort of search techniques you use, but we're looking for a search team of three. Uh, so we're, we're going to have a uh, nozzleman, a uh, backup guy, and an officer. We're going to have a door guy and somebody ready to bump in because if it's a farther push, we're going to need some extra man. Um, we're going to have a RIT team. That RIT team is going to have three, three people. Uh, we'll say there's going to be an officer type role and then two extra guys on there. Um, just more so like somebody's going to be on the radio. So it's not necessarily an officer, but a, you know, somebody that's take, taking lead. Um, so we said, you know, this isn't a race. This is training. So slow is fast. And even in a call, slow is fast. So go in there, be slow, be kind of methodical but also like there's a purpose to what we're doing here. Uh, and the main purpose was to think outside the box for the RIT team. So we've had instructors in before that we've <laughs> argued with that the RIT team sets up a RIT tarp and then might as well grabs a couple of like, combing chairs and just waits. Kuma chairs. Yeah, like yeah, hashtag Kuma chairs. <laughs> <laughs> That's the sponsorship. There you go. Kuma uh, chairs. There it oh, is. They're very comfy. They yeah. super, they're perfect for rehab. Yeah, they're great for rehab. Um, so, in, in the, uh, I think in the manual it's written that the, uh, um, that the Rick team just waits and waits. Just put me in if you need me, but that's all I'm good for. That's great if you have a, a larger complement where you can put three guys over there and just have them sit there. But we don't have that. We don't have that luxury. You so, know, and it's not really great. Yeah. And it, and I don't know if Emmanuel still says it. It did at one point, but then um, when we took we took a writ course years ago, which is a, which is the style of writ we train now. We took a writ course, uh, Spencer and Brian and I, and that was when we first heard about do have a writ team, like roving writ, have a roving writ team. Yeah. And I was like, well, really? And they're like, yeah. They're like, you need to know where your guys are at all times. So why would you stand at the entrance where they went in? Mm-hmm. So it was like, unless they collapsed. Two feet into the door, like yeah, they're not, they're not going to be there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> not gonna, you know, and then you're going to have to now follow a hose line in. Yeah, or probably the come, you might come to a collapse, and then yeah, yeah. or the rich team's going to have to look to IC who yeah. did their three three sixty. They will semi know the layout of what the building looks like, but uh, yeah. So what Scott's getting at, and we we heavily preach, is the rip team 
doesn't just sit there stationary. Which I think is the way they teach it now in Live I Fire, because so, I think yeah. there's more... Because uh, I watched them do Live Fire course uh, a couple of years ago, and, they, and the guys were definitely they're doing it. They're teaching that good. Because they're looking for gas and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, so the RIT, the RIT team's job is to be active on the fire ground, but no, like nothing that they can't drop. Like it, it, yeah. they, they can't be doing any... Um, Really active fire. Fighting. Active fire fighting, but they can be active on the fire ground. That that can be throwing ladders. That can be grabbing a fan. That can be. Ideally, um, they shouldn't be on air because you need your yeah, air. Yeah, yeah. You want to make sure that you have all of your, all of your uh, air ready to roll in case they are called into action. Uh, so what we did on on this night was we had the red team. They went and did their three sixty, and they came back and they told me. Uh, what what kind of the build like what kind of building we have where you know Alpha Bravo where, where's all of the uh, points of egress and entrance, um so they explained yeah we got uh, Delta side, uh, the Delta room fully involved, uh, self venting out um, the window, uh, no viable entrance there. We do have a uh, courtyard, uh, what looks to be a boarded up window which I explained. We have a doorway there. We uh, removed the door. And I made a pallet stack, two pallets on top of each other, uh, and then some uh, uh, plywood. And the top of it was red, so it says, that was your window. Uh, the window has been boarded up, and then un underneath it is potentially an access point. So we talked about if you have to make access through a window and then open it up, what do you do? It's just like any other entrance. You don't just fling the door wide open. You make a small small hole quick. So open that up, look, observe what kind of smoke's coming out. Do you make this cut up high? Or do you make it low? You make it up, up but higher, you see what's happening, and then now you can start to make your trench cuts down there and you can op open up your uh, point of entrance. So that was... And you, and you got them actually doing that, right? They absolutely. They actually sawing through the pallets. Yep. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah, so we did uh, a couple rounds where they had to saw through pallets. Yeah. So. Um, we explained this, I said you're going to want to get the chain, chainsaw out and ready. This is a skill that you will see tonight. It might not be on this, on this round, but it's going to come up tonight. So this is one thing to look for. So we gave them all of the, like basically we set the table with every skill set that we were looking to see. We want to have a bump up guy. We want to have the writ that's going to be going around and making, um, an egress path for the patient, which we're going to find inside the building. Um, and then we just place this uh, patient everywhere inside the building. Uh, and again, like Carl was saying, the, the, the first cycle was, was good, but we had some learning points. And, and again, we had a tech on the inside of the building, and their job was to be like, hey, like, remember this, right? right? So like we, didn't, the, uh, we didn't want them to the fail angel, in angel there. Angel on the shoulder. Yeah, exactly, right? We didn't want them to fail in there. It was more of a, hey, I see you're struggling. Wouldn't it be easier if you had somebody to bump up? Right, so you can say something when they're in. They'd be like, "Hey, bump up," and they're like, "Oh yeah," and then they would call for so the bump up. Funny story about the angel on the shoulder because in my other line of work, when we're doing um, shooting, we're doing um, like gunfighter stuff. Mm -hmm. One of our instructors always is like, "Where would you rather be right now?" Because if you're not under in cover, right? He's like, mm -hmm. "Where would you rather be right now?" And we're always like, "Behind cover." He's like, "No." You'd be, rather be in fucking Miami. <laughs> it's like, but yes, cover is where you should be. <laughs> it's always in Miami jazz, funny. <laughs> like, oh, yeah, okay. Because <laughs> you would great. be rather in Miami. You would rather be in Miami. Shot at. Maybe not right now, but I'd probably yeah, still take Miami over a Getting shot at. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> well, 
I probably still want to be in the structure fire than Nami. Uh, mean, a structure fire, maybe, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, sorry. <laughs> I digress. Disrupted raw or uh, Ash's thoughts. <laughs> yeah, I'm thinking, oh, Miami. <laughs> um, yeah. So anyway, so we kind of set set the uh, table for everything that we were looking for, um, and then we got everybody set up. Like it was very slowed down to start. Everybody had a role. Uh, we again, prior to getting it started, we went through. Hey, you guys understand what you're doing? Do you guys understand what you guys are doing? Yep. Okay. Perfect. Whenever you're ready. We'll start, um, and that's what we did. So the first time we, uh, um, in your guys's night, we placed a patient, um, kind of by the entrance to the VIS room, mm-hmm. and and I said like, you have the RIT team for help. So if you need the RIT team, which that's what we're looking for, call them for help. Not just for RIT help. Like not they're not there for to... RIT help. They're there to help extricate the patient. Yeah. So. Um, and we might get some some flack from get, getting the right guys to do that, um, but there's always if we were going to be doing that, there would be another team that would be stepping in. To well, that role and I think as the well. discussion you and I had we, when we were setting this this thing up was because we we hadn't really th- we were th- um, actually Todd was talking about limited manpower um, mm-hmm. That's training, right. yeah, which got us thinking about this this scenario or this drill, and um, we you and I were chatting like. Is it safer to get the patient out quickly for the patient's sake? Mm-hmm. Which also means that the search team can get out faster out of the IDLH environment. Yeah. So really the RIT team is assisting in doing that by extricating the patient sooner, which means mm-hmm. now, now the um, search team is going to be out sooner and safer. Mm-hmm. So really the RIT team is doing their job. That's They're right. not... You know, their job is to make sure the firefighters are safe. So if you can get a patient out and then clear the clear the house quicker, mm-hmm. everybody's safer. And it's not like the RIT team is going to get the patient out, climb in the window, hop on the hose line, and now mm. they've got six people inside the house. Mm. Their task was to get access to the patient, get the patient out, job, job done. Yeah. Um, and so that's kind of what we were looking for. So the first team made the grab really quick. It was... Uh, they got in, pushed in about half half a hose length. We have a bit of a like a search maze in our first building. They picked the right path, mm. and they got directly to the patient, made the grab, and actually pulled pulled the patient right out. Right. They called out that we have a patient. Patient came out. I'm like, well, not really what we were looking for, but great work nonetheless. Like they got in there, they got it done, and it was fast. Like you couldn't have got the red team in there. It would have slowed the process down. Right. So we came back out and we talked about that. Like, hey, great. What what you guys just did, exactly what you would want to see on a live fire. However, tonight we're looking for this. So just kind of like, you know, reiterated the process of what we we're looking for. And now that you understand what we're looking for, we're going to put that patient deeper. So we did. So the second one was back by this door that they were going to have to cut. So, um, again, we pull everybody back back out, and we didn't even swap out the teams because it was a quick in and out. So we said, okay, teams that you guys have, exactly the same. So now that you got it figured out, those guys are going to go right back in because it was un- under a minute in and out. So, okay, done. Everybody got, got themselves ready again, and then they made the big push. And the red team was doing their 360. They could hear exactly where it was. I kept going back and forth from the red team, like, hey, where, whereabouts do you guys think think they are? They're like, ah, we can kind of hear them working halfway down the Charlie. I'm like, okay, perfect. Come back out to the front. How many guys do we have in there now? Three, perfect. How far in? Half a length, perfect. 
back over by the RIT team, asked them, okay, what sort of progress? Like, ah, sounds like they made a bit more, a bit more progress. We're about X deep now. Go back out. And I, I can hear comms, so I, I know what's happening on the front, but I, I go back to the door guy. I'm like, you know, okay, so now what do we have? Uh, we got four in. Uh, we got a length, length and a half. Perfect. So now I know that they have pushed themselves pretty close to the patient. So I know what's about to happen. So I back, back myself around. Sure enough, they call over. They, they found themselves patient. By that time, the RIT team had already sorted out. They, they could tell that they were in that little, um, like you... The, yeah, in, yeah. the the inside, um, so they're like, hey, they now know what what we're looking for. So they called for the saw. The saw came came over, ended up uh, doing a lot of comms. Like, hey, we're about to yeah, because now there's a saw going by them. Yeah, <laughs> so they really wanted to make sure that what they were cutting into, there was nobody on the other side. So they were like, they triple checked as they're getting everything ready. Okay, we're ready to make a cut. Everybody's away from. X uh, location. Yep, everybody backed up. They made their first cut high. So as long as they're low, you're you're safe. Um, they communicated that they could see the hole. They observed. They communicated that they were going to make the cut to gain entrance. Cut was made. Grab was made. Everybody was out. So yeah, really good. And we did a bunch of a bunch of rotations with uh, um, a bunch of different. Well, I like the fact, too, because I came down a couple times, um, mm-hmm. and uh, the RIT team was actually able to see the patient through the window. Yeah. Which is important, because that's, mm-hmm. you know, and then they could, like I, we even said, like, they could always make, they could make the grab. Absolutely. They could be, they could do a VIS, mm-hmm. hop in there, and then the search team just has yep. to hold, and now they become the RIT team. Yeah. So it's like, the RIT team doesn't have to stay with RIT team if, as long as you have somebody to back them up. Yeah. So they could easily be like, oh, there's a patient right there. Smash, mm-hmm. grab, out. Yeah. It's all about them. It's not about it's the patient. It's not about, yeah. like, oh, it has to be this way. It has to be that way. And that was a funny moment. Yeah, I so know. it was <laughs> Brett, Brett came over. Brett comes out. He's like, hey, uh, so what happens if I see the patient? <laughs> I'm like, I would probably call it out. Right? Because like, he doesn't know. Like, yeah, he doesn't know what you want to do. Like, we, yeah. He came to me. Yeah. Because I was running the officer on the RIT team for that. Yeah. And he was like, I see the patient. I'm like, because I said to him, as soon as we started the scenario, I'm like, the only room that the the <laughs> victim has not been in mm-hmm. is that one which we oh, call the bedroom Carl, in the back. Carl's so I'm like, it's playing probably, probably going to be in there. So I'm like, yeah. but we'll start on this side of the building where we'll, we'll, we'll work our way around. Yep. We'll do our 360. And then when we get there, take a peek. Mm-hmm. So Brett takes a peek and he's like, Hey, I found the patient. He's like, what should we do? I'm like, go check with Ash because I don't know if he wants us to go and do the grab or whether he wants to call the RIT yep. team and do that, have them create that process. Yeah, right? for sure. So, yeah. And then he came back. He's like, call it in. He's already getting his mask on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and that's exactly it. So the idea was for you, like, it was hidden enough that you might have missed it. But visible enough that if you were looking for a patient, you would see the patient. Um, and that's what we were trying to get across is everything that that RIT team is doing isn't just looking for a window. Okay, there is a window. Well, what's inside the window? If it's a, um, a basement level window that you can look in and you see some somebody in there, let's get that info out. Or if you look at it and see it's like full of boxes and debris, you can be like, hey, guys, the, mm-hmm. just let you guys know the basement is a no-go because we can't yeah. get in there. There's no access. Exactly. So it's important to look through the window. All of this info or is what key. you know is the yeah. is the glass starting is the glass uh, smoked over? Yeah. You know is it 
you know, like all that information is good for the red team to actually like to actually look and take a peek, not not yeah. just be like, ah, oh, the 360, it yeah, looks correct. pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> Lighting some fire. It's a building. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, no. yeah. Catch me on my camera blanket. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was it was really good. We had with the first team there. I was on backup. Mm-hmm. And so I was operating the tick, and we also had one of the new guys with us as well. Mm-hmm. So I kind of had him in that initial role as mm-hmm. the primary on the nozzle. And so we went through. I was trying to explain to him as well some of the tactics as we go through the process, you know, yeah. and, and approach and things like that. Mm-hmm. So it was a little bit slower at the beginning, but then we moved in. Yeah, he, he I said left or right. He chose right on that first one, which was sweet and lucky because if we'd went left... It would have been a long push. It would have been a tire input, (laughs) which the guys in the third rotation ended up actually doing. They went left first. And then then, then they came back. But that's when you guys saw through there. When we were on the rip for the second. Which just shows that's the importance because now imagine that's a real fire. Rip team has been standing up their little blanket, Mm -hmm. sorry, their little tarp (laughs) (laughs) for the uh, last half an hour while this team's trying to do a rotation. They run out of air. They have to come back out. Another team has to roll in. Um, Meanwhile, there's this patient just laying there right by the window where the rip team could have easily went around and went, there they are. Yeah. Yeah. So the second one was a fun one though. Um, Again, I I went on second just so the new guy could get some experience on the the front end. And uh, so we did the left-hand search. We went in. Um, there's a small ledge drop off. We went down, sounded at the floor before we went, obviously, yep. as we as we did that transfer, and then we came to a closet door. So we did the door check, and then we moved our way down to the down to the end. We found the patient just outside of the burning compartment, secured the burning compartment, nice. and then started. We obviously we relayed the, the mayday, uh, sorry, the 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 call for the patient that was yeah. there. And then we, we sealed off the burn room and then we waited. And then we were actually watching the chainsaw on the tick, which was really cool. cool. Yeah. Uh, so we kind of pulled the pulled the patient back and yep. we were just waiting and watching and then using the tick to actually watch the door. It was it was really cool to see. Nice. Um yeah, it was a real quick, real quick transition after that. Mm-hmm. But it was good because we had, like I said, we had one of the new guys. So while we were sat there waiting in that heat. Uh, and I could see it in his face. He's starting to get toasty, right? Because we're oh, yeah. sat right next to where we burn the hay on the left. Is yeah. plus the door doesn't yeah. work, so yeah. the door opens yeah, it up. Open. Yeah. So I'm like talking to him. I'm like, oh, you know, normally this is now what we would be doing. Here would it be our face, be, you, and you could be fighting the fire too. Yeah, you'd be putting the fire down. Yeah, exactly. Were you pulling hose in? Yeah, you were. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 And uh, so he was there, and he, he he kept kept turning around, looking what was going on. So after it was like that. Here's the situation. You are the only person of all of the guys that are in this building right now that has any way of dealing with what's in front of us. You need to be watching that door. 100%. Always left. Make sure you're on your, your full left and you're watching that door. And everyone else will, will make sure if anything's happening behind you, we'll let you know what's going on. Do you know what I mean? And it was cool because then we got to play with the tick for a little bit while we were all sat there. It started to get real roasty in there for a while, yeah. <laughs> especially with the bales behind us starting to smoke. And it got so hot that the cracks in the in one of the wood pallets kind of behind us on the wall, mm-hmm. you could see like a line of red embers going up this pallet. <laughs> this week. Yeah, it was good. It was really good to get back in the heat. Yeah. Really good to get that. that mm-hmm. Just get the sweat on again. Like I said, they're tough rotations. Like You forget when you're dragging the line, when you're, you're shouting out and you're calling out, mm-hmm. obviously because you're doing that to let any patients know that you're in yeah. the building. 
And then, of course, you're trying to talk back and forth as well. You're shouting. The bump-ups went really well. They really but did. Yeah. And that heat's that high, and you're pushing through. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's hard work. When we first started talking about it, I wasn't sure what I was going to do fire-wise. Because it wasn't about a fire attack. Because we were just going to smoke. Yeah, yeah was, we were just going to smoke it out. <laughs> and I looked at it at one point, I'm like, oh, he's got the fire. He's got the burn bones on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I went back, chin back and forth with it. I'm like, nope. We can try to smoke out all along. The room is clean, so it's not like it was going to be a massive fire. We're just going to throw a couple pallets down there. Um, I think we only put like three or four. Like It wasn't like it was overloaded, but uh, by the time that we got that hay pile going, by the time that we got the main fire going, um, and then by that rotation, we had already... So it pre preheated the oven, oh, yeah. and then we threw a whole bunch, like, not a whole bunch, like, probably two or three more pallets on for the next rotation. Um, yeah, it being already hot, and then fresh fire over top of it, it got it got warm. Uh, but again, it was, you know, for our newer guy there, it was really good for him, because uh, I think that was probably the longest that he had been exposed, uh, especially waiting for the RIT team to gain access. Uh, having him be able to sit in there and just, like, soak the heat uh, was really good and I mean when he came out he looked hot but yeah. he, he was all all smiles and thumbs so it was yeah. it was really good yeah. I mean realistically we wouldn't necessarily like you were doing this for the drill sake you wouldn't yeah. be sitting there if it was a quicker way to go you wouldn't be sitting there waiting for the red team to change the door yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. but this was for it the, was showing that yeah. this is an option yeah. uh, well, I mean the red team could even you know if they know that fires in this compartment they could change all that earlier mm-hmm. and, and have another team push in and have another out, team. Right? exactly yeah. um and if it was a, a real scenario, you probably would have actioned the fire because you, yeah, you were able... Side, we would have done a transitional. Right. Or, yeah, or, so, or, or, reaction or, or right from where you guys were because mm-hmm. you guys oh, could yeah. use some steam kill and then steam close, kill, close, close the door. that door. Yeah. Uh, the having the door right. control in there uh, was perfect, but you knew we had another rotation. So it wasn't about extinguishing the fire. It yeah. was about going through these motions with the stress uh, uh, of uh, live fire while... You're in there working, so it was good because yeah. I got maybe I got maybe four minutes ish, three four minutes ish, while the RIT team were coming around to do that to, to deal with the door. Yeah, I had that time to then sit and kind of talk to the new guy and explain. Like, Absolutely. Okay, here's what we would be doing now. Mm-hmm. There are two options. We know there's no patient. We would steam kill, likely in this instance, maybe a pencil here and there, but really. Likely, we're probably going to go steam kill. And I was holding a tick. I was like, look, there's a window at the back, so we could hydraulic ventilate mm-hmm. here, which would be good as well. We'd get some of this extra smoke out, help the patient. It was good. It was a good kind yeah. of yeah, few sure. minutes just to chill and have that chat. Mm-hmm. And reiterate again to myself, I always find that when I'm telling somebody about it, it always kind of helps mm-hmm. re-ingrain it. Teach it, you're going to know 100 Absolutely. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that would really, really well. Or you know you 100 Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then I, uh, I'm assuming you know it 100 percent. So. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then we had uh, so kind of kind of like your guys' um, scene up on on the top building. Um, so we had one officer with us. Yeah. Um, and I put him in first. I was like, hey, because yeah. let's let's uh, you know put our best foot forward during our foggiest rotation. So everybody's coming off. The bench, basically. Right. Uh, we've had one other live burn up, up until this point, but basically. Uh, and we were assholes, and we threw in a massive set, a massive scenario. So um, that was kind of the, you know, welcome back to fall. Uh, let's see what we have to work on. Uh, and then now these two were just uh, came out of nowhere. But 
some really good skills that we could work on. Well, and some of that came from that. Well, sim- exactly. Because some of that yeah. simulate, like that sim we talked about before, mm-hmm. we um, we do those to see where yeah. everybody's at and see what we need to, um, to yeah. touch, uh, to mm-hmm. sharpen up. Yeah, yeah, so some of it was going to be VIS, and we're like, hey, is this going to be, which came down to the RIT guys, yeah. which I was really pumped to see you guys on your guys on the last rotation. Um, doing exactly that. Jump in, make the grab, isolate the room, um, and then extricate the patient. So that was really good, and that was one of the things that we were slower on on the scenario night. Um, and there was reasons for that as well. Newer guys, and they kind of slowed down to explain what was happening because I think it was JP uh, who actually stepped into an officer role uh, during our um, one of or one or two third, of our the third, third rotation. the third rotation. So he was the inside officer uh, for the search team, uh, which then transitioned to. So once the RIT team made the grab, um, search team went into a attack team. So they were the ones that got to make the push. It's so funny that for for that final one, um, if you could hear everyone like cheering, dying as they were putting more on the fire, I said, Woo! Yeah, yeah, yeah. you wanted to hear from where I was. was yeah, like, they were excited. Yeah. And this, like, what the hell is going on? I love it. And then like, everyone down the line is just laughing. Eh? Like, yeah. I'm looking at one of the other new guys, and he's just looking back, and he's like, Man, this is fun. It's like, yeah. they're just getting to put war on, and yeah. they're just they're loving they're, it. They're eating they're it. Loving it. Yeah, it, it was, good. was really well received. Um, I love when we have like really positive nights like, like like that. The guys came came away. Uh, we had some longer tra- time guys that were there. We had some new guys there, and uh, everybody walked away. Uh, I think we all took a little something out of it. Uh, there were some things that made my mind think for sure, and I, I was the guy that set set the thing up. And I was like, oh yeah, that's interesting. I, you, know, you can kind of think a little outside the box, and um, yeah, it was uh, it was fun. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because the mobile RIT team isn't new to us, but the yeah. RIT team sort of taking part in the, yeah. not, not the search, really. They're not really taking part in the search, but they're mm-hmm. able to assist. Right. That's kind of newer to us. Yeah. But it's, I mean, you know it's going to happen. Like, you know guys aren't going to be like, oh, I'm the RIT team, so I'm just going to ignore those guys, and they're trying to get that patient out. You know we're going to, mm-hmm. like, everybody's going to do it. So well, we, we might as well train it. <laughs> we talk about it enough yeah. that... It, when anyone goes down, regardless if it's a firefighter or whatever, yeah. when a situation occurs, if it's a person down, regardless of whether they're wearing fire gear or not, yeah. we're trying to get that person out as quick as possible. Yeah. And so the you, team yeah. are there to help assist in that extrication. Yeah. yeah. So if on the fire ground, regardless, you've yeah. got a certain amount of hands. Yeah. And if you need to get them out quick, like you said, yeah. it's safer for everyone because then we can start looking at focusing and getting back to actually attacking the fire. That's right. Normally we'd have... If enough people we'd end up having two attack teams normally is what we do we, we surround the building two locations we enter as best mm-hmm. we can and then we, we hit it from two spots yeah. the RIT team's kind of the, the, the backup guys on the out but yeah like I don't look at them as like search team 2.0 no I look at them as a RIT team being the RIT team that's doing their 360 that's and not just one like they're constantly looking because everything's dynamic on a fire scene. Moving, so it's yeah. going to be changing. The team on the inside is going to be changing. Maybe there's two teams. So they can't just take, okay, I, I know that, that that first team's over there. Search team one's over there. Attack team one's over here. All right, I'm done. No, they, they've always got, got to be moving. Um, but their role can expand. I, I think that was a really big takeaway from it is, uh, you know, like Scott was saying, the best way to get your your guys and girls out of the room 
safely. under the building safely is to remove to finish the job a part of the issue quickly. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So you put the fire out. Like yeah. The best way to make the whole place safe is put the fire out. <laughs> to, put, to put the fire out, ex- extricate the patient and put the fire out. So if they can assist um, in any portion of that, perfect. It comes back to that, you know, fill in the gap, right? Mm-hmm. Fill in the yeah, hole. Sure. You see it? There's a space. We've got to either go for a grab or whatever. It's I can do this right now safely. Mm-hmm. And I know that I've got enough people with me to be able to perform this action Everybody mm-hmm. still needs to know that action's about to take place because yeah. the fire ground is about to change. If you are opening or breaking a window to then gain access, there's going to be some repercussions on the inside for that as well. Absolutely. Everybody needs to know. Mm-hmm. But if there is an opportunity that is there, yeah. you need to look at it, relay it, and take it. One of the really good things that came up, so the first week, um, there was a team on the inside. It was the last rotation, and it was, okay, you guys are now the attack team, so let's go action the fire. And they were calling for a vent, and then somebody said something about a fan. And I'm like, okay, Ooh. I'll bring the fan for you. Mother so I mosey over, I mosey over <laughs> and I grab the fan, yeah. and I just put it down there. And uh, I'm like, oh, just gonna see, see what happens. Just, just going to see what happens. <laughs> I wouldn't let him put the fan on, mm-hmm. but we were going to see what's going to happen. And uh, I'm like, hey, you guys got a fan? They're like, okay, thanks. And the idea at the start of it was actually, no, they just wanted a vent. And then somebody did call for the fan to help air it out once they were finished. But I was like, it was a really good talking point af- afterwards about never put the fan on <laughs> when you got guys on, on the inside. And it was actually one of the, uh, one of, uh, who was it? Maybe Kelsey? Mm, maybe. Anyway, somebody said, like, I saw that the fan got called for. What was that about? And I'm like, I also didn't know what it was about. <laughs> but, you know, Let's, let's see how this plays out. You know, maybe you know, you maybe there's a reason for it. Yeah. You know, I, I don't know. Then there was. The thought process was for afterwards. Well, and I, I guess the idea is if it was, if the fire is almost totally knocked down mm-hmm. and the guys inside can see that there's nothing, there's no fire remaining, yeah. you could put the fat on. I, mean, mm-hmm. I, mean, I don't think the fire is suddenly, suddenly like it's not hiding in the walls, it's not backdrop. Exactly. Like, ah, it jumps up and kills you. It's like, <laughs> <laughs> I got you. <laughs> it's like if they know the heat level's gone and, they, yeah. and everything's mm-hmm. pretty much clear. The fan yeah. is not gonna like, yeah. destroy the whole building. <laughs> it was PPV. Yeah, because yeah, that's when it becomes PPV. It's no longer mm-hmm. a PPA, so it's no longer yeah. a positive pressure attack. Mm-hmm. It's now just positive pressure ventilation. And they had at that stage, they'd obviously made access from uh, the the inside, the little breezeway area. Yeah. Uh, so the door was right there, which is four feet away from the right. entrance to our yeah. burn burn can. Yeah. So if they were watching that fan, they could have had it ready yeah. and then had the guys pop right back out for the sake of no nobody being inside. Because yeah. it's good training get, not to be get, inside. Exactly. Yeah. Like really get that drilled in so there's yeah. no confusion yeah. later. Um, and then have them pop right back in because yeah. just because their hose line goes in the front doesn't mean they can't pop out the door that's right there for them now, right? Yeah. If that was a real fire, hose is cheap. So yeah. if you ever have to just leave, hose is cheap. Yeah. No. Um, yeah, I think the reiterating the point, like, cause for years, the RIT team was just like, first of all, it was always the afterthought. Mm-hmm. Secondly, it was always like, um, even in that course you took, it's like, see, either you're, you're really old guys or you're really young guys. Cause mm-hmm. no one wants to be the RIT guys. Cause it's like, you're not doing anything exciting until something bad happens. And then you're doing like the worst job trying to get, yeah. so making the RIT team not an afterthought anymore is important yeah. and making them be able to do stuff. Not handcuffing them to that stupid tarp mm-hmm. is important because then they can move around. Yeah. They do all sorts of stuff. 
They're like they're a totally. Like I want my all stars as the red team. Like in a perfect world, that's what you want as a red team. Yeah, you want the all stars. I want experienced guys who can read smoke. Yeah, who can uh, know buildings layout. Um, they're they're detached. Mm-hmm. As the Jocko says, they're detached from the situation, so they're going to be able to assess what's happening because they're they're more detached than the officers because the officers are trying to figure out attacks, who needs to go in, where is everybody, blah blah blah. Um, the guys obviously going into the building are, they're not detached because they're mm, in they're the building. They're hyper-focused. Yeah, they're, 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 focus, yeah, yeah. they're focused right on the fire of searching. Mm-hmm. So they're really the true detached guys are, is a RIT team. Yeah. Because I see he's not detached. Mm-hmm. So they're really the, the most detached guys in that scene are going to be that RIT team because they're going to be, because they're not really stressed unless mm-hmm. unless the RIT gets called. But they're, they're like, okay, this is my job. I'm walking around. I'm not in the fire. I don't have to make any command decisions. My job is to look for safety, look through the window. Mm-hmm. Like it's, it's like the perfect attachment for those guys to be able to move around. Absolutely. Yeah. I think the other side of it too is, you know, ultimately if you're only saying that the RIT guys are there 100% for that one thing, mm. if you're a small crew, oh. you, you don't have those extra well, that's what our to be able to do that. Was, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So being able to utilize that as an extra set for mm-hmm. small tasks are, is needed regardless. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Any more for any more? No. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Then uh, let's roll right into it. Uh, Scott, Motus. Motus. Oh. What? Oh, you forgot the box. You forgot the box of Motus. Yeah. Uh, What's in the box? What's in the box? Oh, man, there's so many things. <laughs> not, a head, not a severed head, is there? There's not a severed head. Oh, no. yeah. What is... Oh. <laughs> Good, I'm glad. You know, it's like, Halloween, man. It's October. <laughs> Could have put it on my windscreen. <laughs> Hashtag get Carl a severed head. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if that's going to get the traction. Never mind. Thanks for posting anything new. Yeah. Uh, we got wedges, mini spanners, um, some decals. Actually, no. They're Canadian. They're decals. They're decals. Yeah. So, uh, Sweet. yeah. Did, did the truck thing come? <laughs> or are we getting one of those truck kits? Or are we going we gonna to buy one of those truck kits? Uh, one of them's coming. They just haven't sent it yet. Modus. Um, <laughs> yeah, he's like, I just want to get this out to you right away. Um, I'll get, get you one of those ASAP. Because yeah, so, I was actually thinking, because uh, that thing that Todd has in his actual personal vehicle. Yeah. That nice molly back thing when we are hunting. Remember that? That, that Modus thing would actually sit in one of those nice. We could actually get it for the officer truck. Yeah. For the passenger seat, because mm-hmm. yeah. just thinking that today. No. Yeah. Um, okay, sorry, Modus. <laughs> Snagger Tool. Um, it's probably their... Ooh, I'm gonna, Red Bull. I'm going to say Snagger Tool is probably their number one claim to fame. Yeah. I look on the internet, everybody like, Trainer Proby has them. Um, yeah. Lots of people have them. Like, mm-hmm. they're all over the internet. So, Snagger Tool is definitely their big, their big product. Mm-hmm. Um, it's great. I... I haven't used mine much. I, <laughs> I need to use mine more. But I mean, as an officer, I don't yeah. pull a lot of hose anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, but or anything else for that matter. No. <laughs> Listen to this guy. Yeah, what are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> Whatever, man. I saw an opportunity to salt the wound. I knew it was coming back, but I had to take it. <laughs> Sleeping Beauty. <laughs> Carl or um, Ash basically rattled off everything they make: door wedges, mm-hmm. um, the hydrant wrench. Yeah, Which, that thing's pretty sweet. It is, yeah. yeah. I uh, think it's so good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mini spanners, mini spanners, uh, shove knife, shove knife. Which is cool. Yeah. The Modus, mm-hmm. Canadian owned and operated. Yep. Uh, DTFF five for the discount code. Is there? 
Mm-hmm. Uh, Ash, Ignition. Uh, yeah, Ignition USA. Uh, the uh, CRAT tool, uh, Seattle Rapid Access tool. Um, uh, videos up on our uh, Facebooks about that and our time when we went down to Seattle and talked with the uh, the owner slash operator, uh, Jason Allen. Um, yeah, any building that you want to be able to uh, gain access, but then also be able to leave it uh, uh, secured when you're finished. Uh, pretty cool unit. So check that out. Um, we are uh, um, hoping to train with ours more and more. Uh, but yeah, so far we love it. It's multi-multi-tool. Um, his big thing was you can't make one thing. If uh, you're going to put this in a firefighter's kit, it's got to do many things. So uh, he multiple, multiple functions. So uh, check it out on our Facebooks. Check it out on his, uh, ignitionusa.us. And uh, yeah, if you like that, DTFF 2020. Uh, funny side story along with that. I took the high road, but... I don't generally take the high road. <laughs> so I'm on old Chief Miller's <laughs> Facebook page there, mm-hmm. and somebody uh, posted up, uh, I forget what they call it, like the the, uh, the square. Side oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, what do they call it? Uh, anyway, it's like the classic, this does one job. And I was going to be like, oh, that's cool. You should look into Ignition USA <laughs> because it does multiple things. And I had some, <laughs> some big thing typed up, but I'm like, ah. That's not the... Uh, Drop the bomb. The representation that we're looking to give here. Well, so. it's just a set square that they were using, right? Absolutely. Which is actually why Jason even came up with it in the first place. Yeah. So he, he noticed that the other guys were using set squares to do the same thing, gain access. And he mm-hmm. was like, you know, we could probably just... I could build something that does that. Plus... Like the Williams key. The Williams key. Yeah. yeah. So... One tool the, or many? You yeah. Choose. Do you want one or you want like seven? All built into one. Cheers, man. Yeah. Swiss Army Square. <laughs> exactly. There you go. Is there a discount code, Ash? Uh, yeah. DTFF 2020. Perfect. 20% off all of your uh, soft entry needs. Ba-boom. Uh, Scott, stop the bleed. Yeah, stop the bleed. We talk about it a lot. Um, three things to bleeding control are um, direct pressure. Well, or as Dr. Nick says, direct pressure, direct pressure, direct pressure, and then carry on. So lots of direct pressure, um, wound packing, and tourniquets. To learn all about that, you can take Stop the Bleed. Stop the Bleed is a free program. And if you are a paramedic or law enforcement, you can actually take the Stop the Bleed course and then become an instructor to basically force, force multiply that um, teaching. Because everybody should know how to stop bleeding. Um, I'd like to remind people, if you're looking for good bleeding control videos, other than ours, <laughs> I mean, ours, ours basically talks about how to teach the course uh, on our uh, YouTube page, but um, some really good videos are from Skinny Medic. He mm-hmm. finds a lot of really good, um, like, real people getting shot, people having targets on. We use um, some of that when we teach, um, but I'd like to give him a shout out for that. Um, Skinny Medic. Yeah, got some quality stuff. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and then I guess right. Tanner. Right. Uh, Tanner. Yeah, Ash is a big fan of Tanner. He's a big country music fan. Big fan, actually. Big yeah. Fan. Ah man, <laughs> stretching some denim right now. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> 
know. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> <at> English. <laughs> For the record, I do not have an erection. <laughs> It's just the way you see it. I think for the record, stretching denim doesn't mean that either. <laughs> it means like her ass is big, isn't it? Yes, but it doesn't mean you have an erection. Uh, I know. <laughs> what happened? <laughs> it always falls apart at the end. Ash Tanner. <laughs> I, don't think he, I don't think he wants her. Uh, Ash Tanner. <laughs> Firefighter stretching denim. <laughs> Uh, Tanner Olson Band, um, Canadian uh, country music out of uh, the Lower Mainland, uh, British Columbia. Uh, really good group of guys. Uh, he's got uh, some pretty good songs out right now. Uh, one might happen to be stretching denim. One might happen to be stretching <laughs> denim. Uh, but yeah, he's got a bunch of other ones. He's been doing some live shows, uh, uh, like live Facebook live shows, I should yep. say. Yeah, I think he's uh, actually starting to do a little bit more Sounds like he might touring. be doing some tour stuff. Yeah, yeah. so that's really exciting. Uh, he will be playing at our, um, fingers crossed, at our uh, uh, spring seminar, fall seminar, whatever it's going to be. Yeah. Whenever we have a seminar, we're hoping he's coming. Yeah. So he was geared up to come this past spring, uh, and then obviously the pandemic hit, so that got cancelled. What's this pandemic that you're, you speak of? Yeah, right. Never heard of it. It's... <laughs> I hear it's new. Um, so, uh, yeah, but check him out. Um, Tanner Olsen Band. And then uh, our friend James there, Scott, he's got a new book. Yeah, James Gearing, who runs Behind the Shield podcast, um, this Saturday that, you know, he's been posting for a while that he's starting a new book. Uh, it's called One More Light. And I decided he had a video, actually, James Brolin, who is Thanos. Among other people. He's Thanos. He's, uh, he's in Deadpool too, right? He's, um, yeah, he's um, Cable. Cable. I, he has, and he also has some other roles in our superhero roles. <laughs> he was uh, the main, one of the main characters in um, Only the Brave. Only the Brave? Uh, Only the Brave. The firefighter yeah. show, uh, the Wildland. Oh, Firefighters. yeah, yeah. Mm. He's yeah. the main. Yeah, yeah he's yeah, like yeah. the unit boss or chief, or what do they call it, in Wildland. What's um, the other one he's in with... Uh, no country for yeah, yeah no country oh. for old men. It's really it's yeah. really good. Yeah. Um, so I I don't know if he's his neighbor or what. I think he lives uh, there. <laughs> Anyways, there's a video of him in his house and uh, Brolin actually does uh, not the prefix. What is it called when they um, the forward the forward oh, right. for his book. Yeah, yeah, nice. So that's cool. Um, so there today you can actually go on to behind the shield um, podcast. And I think if you donate ten dollars, which goes to a charity. Um, you can get an entry to win something. <laughs> I don't know so what it is. if you like things. If you like things to win. <laughs> Who doesn't like things to win? I don't know what you I win, think actually. One of them oh, 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 you, yeah, sorry. You win one, one of ten exclusive copies of signed by Josh Brolin and, and uh, James. Nice. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> um, so, yeah, go check that out. It's good. Um, he was on our podcast. I don't know what number that was. Oh, yeah. Um, quite some time ago. It was a while ago. Um, and then he was cool enough to invite us on his podcast. Yeah, so. yeah that was actually cool. It was. Yeah. They didn't really know what to do with us because he didn't know he used to deal with volunteers. <laughs> yeah, and he never really had a group of yeah. that many people. It wasn't either. So yeah, right. I think it went, really, it went really well. Yeah. It's very good. Yeah. So take a look at that. James book. And then uh, you have us. Episode so, 76. There you go. Episode 76 of ours. I think his was episode 200 and something. I think. He puts one out every day. <laughs> He's pretty busy. Yeah. I think he it was like 200-ish. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I think he was just going to break 201-ish mm-hmm. maybe. 
Um, yeah, and then you have us. So we obviously we have the Facebook page, Instagram. Uh, those are the two kind of main platforms that we broadcast the content on, uh, as well as obviously YouTube. YouTube is our big platform for video, just because it's easier to organize, easier to search. So if you're ever looking for viewing our content, definitely check out our YouTube page. Our subscribers have definitely gone up recently, which we greatly appreciate. Um, obviously, uh, you know we, we try and get as much content out there for you guys as possible. And we do have some more coming. I know that we keep saying that Ritz stuff's coming, but uh, we definitely mm. will be doing that over the next little while. Um, we'll have a main one, kind of like the way we did Stop the Bleed, we'll have one kind of large version and then we'll cut it up into smaller chunks that are a little bit easier to understand and go through and some good tactics. Um, but yeah, if uh, <clears throat> if you are still listening, we greatly appreciate it. Our audience is continuously increasing, even on our listens for the podcast, so anyone who's new, thank you so much for coming and joining us. Big thanks. Yeah, absolutely. Um, we continue to do this because we love it and uh, we keep hearing that there are parts of it that even help people so if uh, if we are helping you out and you have heard this and there has been something that you've taken away from it we greatly appreciate a review if you can drop us a comment maybe even on there as well that's, that's always nice uh, yeah five star ratings are always fantastic helps us get in front of more people and uh, the more people that we get in front of the potential um, of us getting maybe even someone to actually pay us for this one day That's not right. in the sense of anything apart from us taking that money and using Just it to right back create in, more content program, to give right? back to you yeah so yeah, sure. um, yeah give us a give us a shake give us a like and uh, yeah thanks yeah. very much for for sticking around and, and for those of you that have been with us from the beginning there's definitely a good handful full of uh, full of you people and we really appreciate it thank absolutely. you absolutely before we sign off here mm-hmm. um did you guys read this while we've been ch- chatting? Um, Todd posted up on our our group here about what kind of went down. Oh down, yeah, down, yeah, down I was kind of reading, reading a little bit about that. Oh, yeah, yeah, it sounds pretty cool and some maybe Go some ahead. outside of the box stuff. So uh, I'm going to pick and choose because Todd texts <laughs> with some text vol- the way he speaks. Vol- <laughs> he texts the way he speaks. Yeah. Um, so they had um, back-to-back calls. Uh, first one came in as a NBA rollover, and he says that one was uh, SFA. The patients were out uh, on their own, which is good, so patients self-extricated. Uh, he says our crews left pretty quick. He was mad because he missed it, so he pouted at the hall for a bit. Uh, and then there was a car fire uh, that was threatening a house, so people that were left at the hall rolled on that. Uh, when they got there, uh, it was, uh, looks like it was coming out of the engine compartment, uh, and it was uh, potentially getting into the soffits and the eaves troughs. Uh, but because the rescue truck was responding back to the hall, they actually came across this first. Uh, so the uh, rescue truck pulls out and initially hits it with some dry chem to slow it down uh, while they're stretching some lines. So again, like there was guys that were already geared up and they had packs ready to go. Uh, they uh, hit it with the dry chem and then uh, when the engine arrived, they stretched some hose lines and, and got, got that taken care of. So yeah, some out of the box, I mean, not like hitting the fire with a fire extinguishers out of the box, but um, that's the kind of stuff that can happen when you start running some back-to-back-to-back, you get... Uh, you got a rescue truck rolling up on a, hmm. on a what it sounded like it might have been called in as a potential structure fire because yeah, it was, was getting into because yeah. it was getting into uh, the house there. So being able to knock that down on the siding quickly that was some quick thinking before that turned into a, a very large scene. So yeah, really good work to the boys down uh, south. Yeah.
Good job, lads. Yeah. I'm in the... Uh, and ladies. I'm in the loop. Facebook. Yeah, the Facebook loop. Oh, man. Mm-hmm. People are funny. Mm-hmm. That was ex- explosions! It's dangerous. Yeah. It's yeah, dangerous well, that's what happens in uh, the yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's funny. I think if we if we were reading social media on the way to every fire, we yeah, would awesome. be so pumped oh, every man. time. And it would it's be so disappointing. Yeah. And then you get there like, yeah, you let's eat. go! Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> it's just rolling. There's a guy hacking a dart next to the track. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> and that's it. That's it for this evening. That's all I got. Thank you very much for joining us, people. Uh, Scott. Good night. Ash. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks, everyone. Stay safe. TFF.